Welcome to the Elements Podcast for March 2008. Welcome to the Elements Podcast. My name is Joey. And I'm Katie. If you're new to the Elements Podcast, we want to thank you for joining us today. Yeah, we know there's tons of podcasts out there now, so we appreciate everyone who listens to ours. Oh, totally. Well, Katie, do you know what time of year it is? Huh. Here's a clue. It happens to be my least favorite season. Let me guess. Tax season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you know how I know? How? Because I don't like it much either. <laughs> you know, there are just too many forms and too many ways to make a mistake. And too many ways to get stuck paying way too much money. Oh, definitely. So I guess we have no other choice than to devote this podcast to the very thing we dislike most. Taxes. Ugh. Now before you turn off the podcast in boredom, we promise we'll make listening worth your while. Like all of our podcasts, we'll help you learn a few things, keep you out of financial trouble, and maybe even help you save money. Yeah, but just keep one thing in mind. We're not financial advisors. Yeah, thanks for clarifying. <laughs> but we did do our research, and we just want to share what we know with you. Okay, so if you need tax or financial advice, we recommend you talk to your parents or a tax advisor. Now, with that in mind, here are our tips for dealing with taxes. The first tip is determining if you even have to file a tax return. Here's the general rule. If you worked in 2007 and made at least $5,350, you have to file. It doesn't matter if you're under 18. Age isn't a factor when determining whether or not you have to pay taxes. And you can't use the I didn't know excuse. If you have a job, it's your responsibility to pay the proper taxes. Now, you should know that if you worked part-time and had federal taxes taken out of your paycheck but didn't make $5,350, it may benefit you to still file. You might get money back, but you can only get a refund if you file. Yeah, some young people wonder if money earned through babysitting and mowing lawns must be taxed. As far as the government is concerned, you're self-employed. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so you may have to pay something called self-employment tax. It's the same type of tax that small business owners and entrepreneurs pay. Whether you have to pay taxes depends on how much money you made. If you only made a few hundred dollars, you're probably safe. But if you're like the Donald Trump of your neighborhood... You better ask someone for advice. Hey, Joey, do you remember when we took the grapefruits from our backyard and sold them out on the street? Yeah, and lemonade. Uh, but we uh, probably <clears throat> shouldn't talk too much about that because we never paid taxes on that windfall. Oh, but then again, I think we only made something like $2. Oh, right. I don't think the IRS will be busting down our door for 3% of $2. Yeah, I, I should hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Another question we hear a lot is if you you work at a restaurant do you have to pay taxes on your tips <sighs> unfortunately the answer is yes all income you receive is taxable this includes tips on credit cards that your employer gives you and your share of tips that you split with co-workers if you're under 18 and totally confused by all of this like i was when i was your age you should check with your parents because they can probably point you in the right direction okay so let's say you have to file a tax return there are a few ways to do it First, you can do it yourself. 
Although this sounds kind of scary, software programs like TurboTax and TaxCut can help make things easier. And it's a lot cheaper than hiring someone. The question is whether you should do your own taxes or hire a professional. If your parents do your taxes for you, you're set. But remember, one day you're going to have to do them yourself. So there's no better time than the present to start learning about all this stuff. But here's the bottom line. If numbers and forms freak you out, you probably don't want to do your own taxes. It doesn't matter if you're using the best software in the world. If numbers give you a headache, or if your taxes start getting too complex, you may want to hire someone. That's very true. There is another option. It's called the Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program, or VITA for short. VITA is a free tax preparing service sponsored by the IRS and was created for people with low to moderate income. It's basically for people who make $39,000 a year or less, which is uh, me. <clears throat> yeah, and me. <laughs> to find a local VITA office, call 1-800-829-1040. Okay, now for the part that everyone wants to know about, how to pay less taxes. Well, uh, I've got some bad news. There's really no way to pay zero taxes. If you make money, you have to pay taxes. On the bright side, though, you'll be happy to know our taxes go to pay for things we need like roads, law enforcement, fire services, and our armed forces. Remember, it takes money to run a country, and as long as I know I'm doing my part, it's a little easier to feel good about paying my fair share. Okay, there are ways, uh, however, to reduce your taxes through something called tax credits. The cool thing is that tax credits are subtracted directly from the money you owe. The best tax credits are for college expenses. Yes. Be sure to check out the HOPE credit for students in their first two years of college and the Lifetime Learning credit for anyone taking college classes. That's all for uh, today's topic. Remember, we're not tax advisors. No. So if you try to blame us for anything, we'll deny it all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for the newest segment of the Elements podcast, College Track. In the last edition of College Track, we talked about different places to find scholarships. In this episode, we want to help you avoid scholarship scams. It's kind of sad to think that there are people out there who have one thing in mind, to steal money from cash-starved students. I mean, come on, how low can you go? Yeah, it's estimated that people lose millions of dollars in scholarship scams every year. So how can you tell if a scholarship is fake? Well, first of all, Anytime someone asks you for money in exchange for a scholarship, turn around and run away fast. You're probably dealing with a scam artist. If you do pay a company to help you find scholarships, investigate the company before giving them a dime. Talk to a guidance counselor or a financial aid advisor before spending your money. You may be able to get the same help for free. Yeah, and look for these headlines of typical scams and then stay clear. Here's one. The scholarship is guaranteed or your money back. <laughs> right. How about this one? I just need your credit card or bank account number to hold this scholarship. Uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, or you can't get this information anywhere else. Oh, and don't forget my favorite. You've been selected by a national foundation to receive a scholarship or you're a finalist in a contest you never entered. To learn more about avoiding scholarship fraud, visit the FTC website at ftc.gov. And with that, it's time to wrap up this podcast. If you have a topic you'd like us to talk about, 
email us at feedback at elementspodcast.com. For Elements, this is Joey. And Katie. Saying goodbye. The Element Podcast is designed for information purposes only and is not intended as professional financial advice. Listeners are always encouraged to check and confirm the information with professional sources. The information you have heard in this podcast is the opinion of its authors and is not necessarily the opinion of your credit union. The Elements Podcast is copyright 2007 by Subcat Inc. All rights reserved. No part of this podcast may be reproduced or transcribed without prior written permission of Subcat Inc.